Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the inaugural episode of First, Last, Best, Worst. Get it we, in your head. First, should, last, best, worst. No, we should have like a little thing where I'm, like I say first and then you say last. And yeah. then I say uh, best and you say, so, well, yeah. do you want to try it? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to start. Okay. All right. First. Last. Best. Worst. There we go. That's cool. We, yeah, and that'd be cool. Like we can do some like hard panning with that <laughs> in post. Um, well, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Carl Banks. And I'm Taylor Rogers. And this is our podcast. And what we're going to do is... Uh, Effectively, it's songwriters, but uh, and that's what we're going to do this first time. But we're going to talk about um, people's first, last, best, and worst songs uh, and how they interpret that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to so be we're cool. Gonna be, yeah, we're going to be playing four songs uh, this afternoon and uh, then talking about them, talking mad shit, talking mad shit. Sorry for, for the kiddos that are listening to this. Um, yeah, there's going to be lots of cursing. Yeah, children, okay. children shouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, so Carl, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? All right, my name's Carl, and I am a uh, New York-based singer, songwriter, uh, sound man extraordinaire, um, and I gig around, and I love the nuts and bolts of songwriting. I've always really enjoyed it, and uh, been really inspired by other people that do it, and um, met Taylor a few, I guess maybe like a year ago. About a year ago, yep. And uh, you... We, I used to post a show at Putnam's over here in uh, Clinton Hill, and you came and played the show a couple times. And uh, we, I used to host a podcast based around that show, where we would just touch a little bit on the nuts and bolts of songwriting, but it was more of a live performance uh, type of thing, storytelling yeah. and stuff. Uh, so Taylor and I were talking about it, and we decided uh, it would be cool to do a podcast where we just strictly talk about, not strictly, but you know, the, the theme will be songwriting yeah exactly so here we are so here we are and we got the idea of first last best worst yeah uh stick around we got um my good buddy miles um he is he's with us today he's gonna play some songs and uh me and miles uh we go back a few years to uh the Asheville music scene uh we played shows together um and uh miles was in a band called John Wilkes Booth and the Black Tooth, later shortened to The Tooth. And uh, he's uh, one of one of my favorite songwriters that I know. Uh, writes some really great stuff. And uh, I don't know Miles that well. So, like, I'm just excited to hear, uh, you know, how you interpret it. Effectively, what I'm really looking for is the last, the worst song, because uh, yeah, I think that's, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting thing. Yeah. We do have, I do want to mention one other thing, that uh, this is maybe, to our knowledge, the only analog podcast we're recording this on a uh, Tascam four track onto yep. a cassette so you get that warm analog podcast tone yep um <laughs> yeah i think i have done some before. research i don't think there's any other uh podcast on cassette probably because it's not a good idea it's a dumb it's a it's dumb really idea bad idea <laughs> we could just do it digitally um but why why do that you know yeah it's why like, follow the crowd it's art and so we got to give a big shout out to Paul over there who's yep. twiddling the knobs and uh, handling the four tracks so. Paul Blackwell P Blee <laughs> he also set up all the mic stands as we sat around and uh, munched on some prescription speed um, yeah. so uh, I say we get to it what do you what do you say yeah let's s- do it start to, okay so how's it going Miles Miles Howdy. welcome cool. how you feeling man. About average. Yeah. <laughs> Tolerable. Yeah. 
first thing we're going to do, uh, we're going to start with first, uh, let's, why don't we just start out with the song and then we'll get into the conversation. Okay, first song here. Yes. Me and Morgan Freeman just sitting in my garden Getting high and touching each other's skin The sky is the color of water Skipping and rippling and bright Lying in the flowers with our heads together Never gonna see a day of stormy weather Sitting inside and dreaming of sunshine Playing every board game we can find It's raining outside and the sky is gray The sun is dead but we're together Sitting in silence behind my TV Just staring at each other, Morgan Freeman and me would be like without you here with me my friend the only thing that I will ever regret is that I have but one life to spend in your big strong arms big brown eyes There you go. There Two you go. verses. Really appreciate one that. One chorus. A genesis. <laughs> yeah. Can you uh, set the song up a little bit? When did you write that? What's well, it guess, called? Also, yeah. That song has always been called Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Probably for obvious reasons. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's what I wrote down in my little sheet here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wrote that song at the age of eighteen. And that's the first song that you can uh, remember actually writing, like the first full composition? I would say that's the first full composition. There were snippets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had used a guitar. Yeah. I knew how to operate it, but the concept of songwriting as something that was accessible to me was, uh, was something that hadn't occurred to me. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I, I probably started playing guitar when I was 13 or 14, but it wasn't until I was probably around 18 or 19 that I was actually like, oh, shit, I can actually yeah. write a thing, you know? <laughs> I think there's a, there's a certain number of Led Zeppelin riffs you have to soak up that's, before That's legitimately <laughs> how I learned how to play guitar, was just Led Zeppelin tabs. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, Black Dog. Yeah. My mom made me stop playing that one because I was just <laughs> I was playing it too much. Well, let's talk a little bit about just uh, maybe some chord structure. You ha- uh, it seems like it's not just a straightforward song. Uh, you had that like one little seventh where you slide up, uh, or th- those things that just like were interesting you at the time. Or well, there's a lot of sliding chord shapes in this song. Um, 
It came about just through, uh, you know, messing around. There's not a lot of uh, competency <laughs> or uh, clever uh, artifice uh-huh. to be found in this song, but it still sounds open and optimistic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I, I played it live for a fair amount of time. Yeah. For too long, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, before, uh, you know, my self conscious side caught up with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun a, song, though. You know, uh, it was a sunny morning. I was an optimistic young man. I could smell new mown hay. <laughs> the rays of the sun were warming me. And I felt like anything was possible. It was an important moment. Not a good song, but a nice moment, you know? Yeah. Where did Morgan Freeman come into the whole thing? Well, this was a big summer for Morgan Freeman. Okay. March of the Penguins, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I don't like Penguins particularly. <laughs> yeah. But he was swirling in the collective unconscious uh-huh. at that yeah, time. He was, yeah, he was yeah. a big part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. You know, I think the... the the 2000s, you know, like practically narrated the entire thing by yeah. Morgan Freeman. He did. Yeah, totally. Was it uh, written in one sitting? I mean, you're kind of alluding to that. Yeah, but, it yeah. was, which um, is very unusual for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that added to my attachment to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that it sort of just came in, in one uh, brief rhapsody, one fleeting moment of... I mean, that's, that's rare, and it's great when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually songwriting is, you know, kind of this continuous slog where you, mm-hmm. ha- you come up with these little ideas, and you try to put them together, and these structures break apart. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes, you know, things that you've written a long time ago come mm-hmm. back, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, in, in, a, in a really mysterious way. You know, it's almost like, you know, I don't even really... It's hard to say when I actually started writing some of these songs, you mm-hmm. know, because maybe I started, some of the ideas have been kicking around for maybe a decade or so. Right. And you mentioned the collective unconscious, so it makes sense that if it's, sometimes I feel like you're sort of an antenna. When a song comes all at once, you're just, it's kind of like just funneling through you, which is kind of a... Yeah. I mean, a that is feeling. a special moment. It's uncomplicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There aren't uh, moving pieces that you have to reckon with. This song was... Uh, Simple and still holds a special place in my heart. The idea of two men, one with really interestingly textured skin yeah. on his face. Yeah. You know, cratered. Yeah. In a really unique way and with such a resonant voice. Mm-hmm. So inspiring. Yeah. yeah. When you were 18, I guess that would be what, 2004, 2005? Somewhere around so there. It would- Fairly progressive song uh, for its time, you know, two two men from different races, from different backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to take all of the credit levels. for, uh, you know, the liberalization of our <laughs> our ideas about just letting people be who they are. Yeah. But I the mean, credit yeah. belongs to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like, uh, a, a few other people deserve some, you know, credit for it, but, you know... It, I don't really see the Let's supreme. Just keep it simple and yeah. give me the credit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that's. I think that's I fair. Think it's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think you make a pretty strong. Can we talk argument. real quick about your ex that you're playing right now? Yeah, this is a Sigma, which is a Martin knockoff okay. from the '70s. Found it in my attic, and it set me down a path. Was that song written on this guitar? It was. Cool. Every song written on this guitar. It's not anything fancy. 
but it's been with me about 15 years and I feel like it has something to say, you know, it's got its own sparkly voice. Uh, Yeah, there is a pickup in here. I have not used the pickup recently. Yeah. I was just curious. Sounds great. Sounds great. Cool. Well, do you want to move on? Yeah, to, uh, move okay. on. So, um, so, I mean, I definitely, you know, I've listened to your music for a while, you know, uh, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. And, you know, that song that you played, even I guess, you know, your first composition definitely has, you see the same themes that, you know, you definitely still work with, you know, as a songwriter, you know, you're very, uh, very much influenced by like, you know, Americana, you know, for, for someone who, whose subject matter is sometimes so grotesque, like you do use a lot of very bright, uh, shining chords. You know, you got the you know the surrealism and pop culture references that you still work with today. Hearing that song, like I, you know, I can see where the seeds. It, yeah, it. the seeds. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah, I can agree with that. Americana is uh, you know the highway I travel on. Yeah. With everything I do, I aim to open America's veins and scream something about myself into them. Because I, you know, it's important through our art to at least try to continually establish what American identity is, you know? Yeah. Let's do this next song. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you set it up a little bit or? Yeah. Uh, I was going to play a different song, but my voice is a little bit hoarse today. That's fine. So I'm going to do something lower in register. That's cool. And this is something that you're working on right now? Yeah. Is Is it a completed. Thing, or is there still like some loose ends that you got to tie up? This song is more or less completed. Okay. I'm working on some uh, anterior elements, but yeah. this is the song as it stands. Okay. What's it called? This song is called Hey Magdalena, and it fits in with uh, this re envisioning of classic country that I'm shooting for right now. Cool. Yeah. We move in these cycles of 20 years, alt country is coming back. I'm yeah. trying to strategically position myself. Yeah, you, you got to write on uh, Sturgill Simpson's yeah. coattails. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, here we go. Cool. I don't have a lot of money. You have very little too. But if next Saturday's a sunny one We can spend it at the zoo Watching animals in cages Pacing circles in the dirt I haven't seen you smile in ages You say it makes your face hurt Hey Magdalena, hey Magdalena Am I gonna have to go and get a subpoena Or are you gonna come clean, come clean with me? It's a long road back to Jesus When you wandered from the fold 
have been falling all the pieces down on my belly in the mold Do you remember how you loved me When you loved me half to death It's a long road back to Jesus I've got to stop and catch my breath Hey Magdalena, hey Magdalena Am I gonna have to go and get a subpoena Or are you gonna come clean, come clean with me? Doubting Thomas dipped his fingertips In his Savior's flesh and blood They say that seeing is believing I see it all as clear as mud Do you remember how you loved me When you loved me like you did It's a long road back to Jesus And it's a long road back again Hey Magdalena, hey Magdalena Am I gonna have to go and get a subpoena Or are you gonna come clean, come clean with me? Are you gonna come clean, come clean with me? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great, man. Yeah, that was great. So very nice and simple. Uh, there was a, a purpose behind the writing of that song. I've tended to fall into a trap of vacillating towards poles. There are two poles that can describe a song. You can have a funny song or a badass song. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And if you write a funny song or a badass song, no one can make you feel bad about yourself. No one can question uh, question your manhood. Yeah. N- no one can uh, imply that you might be uh, showing weakness. Yeah. With this song, I-, I tried to do something more down the middle, you yeah. know, which I think is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, a lot of biblical references. Do you have a? Um, is that something that I comes a up a lot in your biblical songs? background? Okay. Yes. Uh, during my most impressionable years I was dragged to church <laughs> yeah I went to Catholic school too and uh, it it made a real impression on me yeah. an impression that comes back to color uh, everything I do you know a lot of terror a lot of guilt <laughs> a lot of hope too mm-hmm. 
And I find the Bible to be a good uh, well of references to draw from, just because that aesthetic is so deeply embedded in our culture, Mm -hmm. the way we think. Even if you haven't read the Bible, drawing from that is a a good way to resonate with people automatically. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of, you know, Western society's, like, shared cultural heritage. And, I mean, you know, so much art has been created going back to the Bible for inspiration, you know, secular and religious art. I mean, you do you do use a lot of biblical references in your um, in your songwriting in general, and uh, you know, guys, if you're just joining us, uh, uh, this is uh, this is side two of first, last, best, worst. The uh, tape stopped, and uh, that's because we're recording a podcast on tape, which, like uh, I mentioned earlier, is a bad idea. <laughs> Precisely for reasons like these, so uh, we're just gonna keep keep going. Um, but Miles, uh, you know, you use a lot of biblical references and also um, a lot of kind of classic, kind of rural country, Southern Gothic kind of themes, and just uh, use a lot of like dialect and phrases in a lot of your songs that come from the rural South. You know, which I think is really cool and really interesting, and you play with them in a really kind of strange way which is something that i've always liked about uh you know your songwriting i'd like to know are you from Asheville? because i know you guys know each other from Asheville, but where are you from i am from north carolina okay in general right yeah i'm a southern boy and i populate the uh mythopoetic world of my body of work with uh a reflection of what i know mm-hmm. which is bumpkins yeah <laughs> and their uh superstitions manner of speech and hateful ways yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah. you mentioned like alt country earlier what do you have a can you maybe touch on maybe some influences from like 20 years ago yeah wilco sonvolt or things like that wilco was doing some all right stuff then alt country failed uh in its aspirations to revive uh revive country in a refreshed Mm -hmm. and uh relatable kind of way but but i think this time around we're gonna hit the nail on the head i think so yeah it's funny to me that you have to throw the qualifier alt onto it because popular country music is so bad nobody wants to be associated with it but country music in general the good stuff is as good and especially if you're from the songwriter perspective i think it's as good as it gets you know especially people like towns and yeah things like that you know well miles uh i mean do you agree with uh carl's assertion that uh I actually don't Modern agree, country. Taylor. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of figured you might have something to say about I find that. big country songwriting, your uh, Florida Georgia lines, mm-hmm. etc. You know, it's uh, very cleverly contrived stuff, which uh, I can appreciate. You know, if we're talking about the craft of songwriting, these are the masters. And the money that they're making in the audience that they're reaching that speaks to their mastery. Right. But I, they don't generally write the songs. It's mostly written in the Nashville system. It's the other guys writing it, and then they, re, you well, know. Well, that's true. And I'm part. talking about these shadowy yeah. puppet masters. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I guess sonically, it just is some like Jason Aldean or something like that. I just, I don't particularly care for it, but I, you know. 
I mean, I, a lot of people do. The free market has spoken in a certain way. A lot of people enjoy it. So let's get on board here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm all for it. Georgia, Florida, Florida line. <laughs> yeah, we should get them in next. <laughs> yeah, we'll just send them the two cassette tapes and show them what our yeah, proof I think concept be, is. I think they'll be really <laughs> impressed, especially you know the way that we like rolled out of that transition. Yeah. you know between the tape seamless. <laughs> yeah, um, we should get both Georgia and Florida line in here. Maybe do like separate sessions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because usually you just see them play together. I know. But, you know, they've like, got their own individual aesthetics that I think would be really interesting to yeah. kind of delve into. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I definitely agree with you, Miles. I think that, you know, I think it's uh, the same way that it's okay to like, if you bite into a Big Mac and it, it lights up the pleasure centers of your brain, it's like, you can't stop that and you can't fault them for making something that it's hard to make something that's just inherently pleasurable. Even if like the, even if it's just a craven attempt to make some money, like still take some skill, you know? And I think you can appreciate that, you know, as a songwriter, even if it's not something that you personally are going to listen to. But, uh, you did play that one song at a show a couple of years ago. I drive your truck. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a big hit. Yeah. You know, it tugs at the heartstrings. It speaks to, uh, the experience of fighting for your country. Yeah. I mean, what could be more American than that? Yeah. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the song, so I... Uh, I well, highly recommend that your listeners check it out. I'll, yeah. ch- I'll check it out. Who, who wrote it? That's Jason Aldean, right? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah, the, singer yeah. is, the singer is just a vessel. Right? Yeah. Well, let's yeah. get to your song. Let's go back to uh, your song. I think we're up next in our list of things to play will be the best. Yeah, and, what you uh, consider your best song. Your best. Or, okay. Which is like, you know... You know, these aren't easy, easy uh, questions to answer, you know, and it's definitely open to interpretation. But, you know, we are asking everyone here to, like, think about what they think they mm-hmm. consider personally their best song, their favorite song to play, or just the song that, you know, they think is the most indicative of uh, what, who they are as an artist. So uh, without further ado, Miles, uh, what's, what's the name of this, this song that you're about to play? Well, I'm going to play you guys a little bit of a space country opera. Okay. Uh, there's two songs in Jammed that uh, tell an arc of a story, an age-old story. And I don't know if these are technically great songs, but I felt a lot of accomplishment in, in uh, the process of realizing this aesthetic. Yeah. And I'm going to ride it out. Uh, this is a, a story of a cosmic wanderer who longs after home but can never return. Is this the Axis Space Line? It is. Yeah, okay, great. All right, here we go. With a heart of solid ice in a polyester space suit Higher than a kite with pupils like grapefruits Hurtling across the cosmos In a nuclear time machine The crown of all creation The fulfillment of a dream They called him Dax Spaceline Galactic Conquistador In space nobody can hear you scream But you can hear him roar 
floating like a Buddha through the void. Oh boy, yeah, and I bet he's got some stories to tell. Deck space lion, stay high and give him hell. Space is freezing cold, but Dax is colder. Calculating quantum codes over and over. Set your coordinates for the center of the sun. The crown of all creation, a thousand generations. They called him Dax Spaceline Galactic Conquistador In space nobody can hear you scream But you can hear him roar Floating like a Buddha through the void Oh boy, yeah, and I bet he's got some stories to tell Dax Spaceline, stay high and give him hell I was drinking in the spaceport bar on Moon Base 4 last Friday night. Felt a paw upon my shoulder and I turned around to see who it could be. Well, I almost spilled my beer. My shock was so severe. My old friend Dax Spaceline was smiling back at me. They call him Dax Spaceline Galactic Conquistador In space nobody can hear you scream But you can hear it roar Floating like a Buddha through the void Oh boy, yeah, and I bet he's got some stories to tell Dax Spaceline, stay high and give him hell Dax space flying, keep flying, give him hell. Dax space flying, a true American, yeah, give him hell. Beautiful. That was great. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. My first question would be uh, imagery, like something like this that has like really interesting imagery. Is that what you're working off of when you're writing something like this, or do you are you playing with words, or is it well with this word play? Specifically, I'm I'm trying to harken back to a a great tradition in American uh, rock music, which I think is uh, is the you know the space rock song, Mm -hmm. right? We've forgotten about our excitement. You know, about exploring the cosmos and other worlds. It used to be uh, such a motivating factor in American identity. And you mm-hmm. get these great songs like Space Oddity. Right. You know, uh, but we've lost our sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's bring that back. <laughs> What's wrong with wonder? I, I don't think there's anything wrong, wrong with it. I think uh, just like uh, the progressive uh, Morgan Freeman song, this might be the... This might be the impetus to start, start uh, you know, wonder. Uh, yeah, let's like go start to Mars. funding. Yeah, let's like I think that if enough people heard this song, NASA would be funded adequately. Yeah, you know, 
Um, I think that we, you know, we would have a real public mandate, you know, to see see what else is out there. I mean, yeah, that's a great song. That's one of my favorites of yours. Um, How old is the song? That song's a year or so old. Okay, maybe longer. And I've been trying to expand the Dax canon. You know, there, there's more episodes to uh, to air. There's yeah. more story to be told, and we're gonna peer ever deeper into his. Uh, <laughs> You know, the challenges he faces yeah, and the, the burden that he carries across those endless light years. Do you prefer to write sort of in fiction uh, or, you know, write specifically about your, yourself? Well, actually, one of the reasons I like that song is because I've been making a concerted effort to uh, push more in a narrative direction. Mm-hmm. It's a challenging way to write. At least it is for me, mm-hmm. but it, it's uh, it's the kind of writing that really populates your uh, you know your inner world. Uh-huh. Like if if you were to cut open my skin and peel back the flesh and dig through the organs, there's a little hamlet in there, you know, and I am populating that little town. It, and that is the essence, like the the cause behind all of the creative work I do. You know, we are we are the the mythology that we create for ourselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, you, a lot of your songwriting is very character driven, and it seems to be that you've been. It does seem like you've been moving in that direction. More recently, instead of having like just a bunch of surreal images, you know, which is a cop out. It kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is like because I mean, I think, uh, you know, if you're writing in the medium of pop music or rock music, uh, there's kind of a tradition of just being like, All right, I'll just say whatever, like, you know, yellow matter custard dripping out of dead dog's eye. And like, it's cool, but it's also like. But see, y- y- the thing is, though, if you can relay a feeling with surrealism, you know, like the blues, like Robert Johnson singing Hellhound on My Trail. What the hell is he even talking about? But you know what he's talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can sort of uh, transcend. Like that's what's beautiful about music. It's this higher form of communication than strictly language. I mean, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, and I'm not saying that like you can't have lyrics that you know don't make any literal sense. But I think that sometimes you, know, you can use it as a crutch and just be like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to write the second verse. I'll just say some <laughs> bullshit. Instead of actually doing the work of like trying right. to create like a, you know, I'm defending that because I don't write like that. Everything I write is very literal. You know what I mean? And I like, yeah, you're very I long to do that, to be able to do that and relay a feeling with just, uh, you know, surrealism or whatever, whatever you want to label it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's just like so many, so many different like angles to come at right. the craft of. But I do writing. find whenever I'm trying to write a narrative thing, um, usually I find my. I'm, really, I'm talking about myself, you know, yeah. which is pretty much what you're talking about with the Hamlet in your in your body, you know. I do, I do love that little hook in that song, though. Like, Floating like a Buddha through the void. Oh, boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, this slays deep, me. Uh, deep, deep wisdom. Yeah. I, you know, I think I can't wait to hear, you know, more about this, you know, Dax's space line, you know. Yeah. I think he really... He's You're just living, loving, killing his way across the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a new, you know, I think you're really setting the ground up work for, you know, Dax as like kind of a new archetype for, you know, modern 
American. I don't, I'm rambling right now. <laughs> yeah, the space um, cowboy. Yeah, you know, I mean, we all have to like, you know, event- cultures have to refresh their archetypes, you know, yeah. as as they progress. And, you know, maybe maybe Dax's space line is sort of the hero that we need right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> the anti-hero <laughs> the for anti-hero. our times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd say we move on to the to the last one. This okay. is this is like I said. This is what I'm like the most excited about, and um, this is what you think is the worst, worst uh, song that you've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> right, worst song I've ever written. This was a hard call to make. I had a a lot of options at my disposal, <laughs> um, but I chose uh, a brief. Uh, riff or theme that I feel like is just strategically bad. Yeah. You know? Bad in the kind of way that really sticks with you. And that's what I want. I want to stick with people. Yeah. Now, I remember writing this song. It was like a cool morning, and I was slithering across damp stone. And... I could hear a distant rumble of gnashing as if humongous teeth deep in the bowels of the earth were grinding one another into dust. And I didn't know who I was or where I was going. So I just slithered deeper and deeper into the darkness following my nose. And here's what we have. that do it for you guys yeah i have a small bit of blood uh went to my genitalia at the yeah. end of that yeah it was yeah. Like the vibra slap yeah the vibra slap yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been working up that vibra slap part yeah <laughs> putting a lot of uh sweat into it i think it's there yeah yeah. yeah it's good it's a good um climax i mean for the worst <laughs> yeah okay. you know like it's uh strategically calculated dissonance yeah. It's an earworm, but an insidious earworm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do uh, you have a, t- a title for this song? That is called um, The Lament of the Milk Wasp. And you can just imagine him buzzing around you, yeah. threatening you with his stinger, like flexing his thorax. Yeah. He's a nuisance, but he hasn't caused you reason to smash him yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there. Yeah, you, know, you, you will smash him. <laughs> just, but afterwards, you'll feel such guilt and lingering shame. guilt. Yeah, you'll I, be stained with his milk. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, the the sound of grinding teeth. Your band was the tooth. Uh, this seems to be like a common theme. Tooth, 
teeth are interesting. You like teeth. I like yeah. teeth. I like eggs, milk. Yeah. I mean, these are things that are always on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. yeah. And they'll worm their way into the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that that's, I think that's a great song in the tradition of bug songs. Yes. You know, uh, Flight of the Bumblebee. Flight of the Bumblebee. Of the Bumblebee. It's a more insidious, yes. it is an evil version of Flight of the Bumblebee. That one's a little bit more carefree, you know, uh-huh. it's a little bit more like, uh, I'm going to go pollinate a flower. Yeah. He's busy. Thing. He's just, you know, yeah. Busy flying around. That one, you know. No, I'm redoubling and reinforcing your cares. Yeah. This is not a carefree song. This is not a carefree life. No. It's no. And it's important that we are reminded of that. Uh, everyone's, you know, we're all dangling by a thread. Yeah. yeah. Me, you, the milk wasps. <laughs> Chaos, throbbing, violence, right on the periphery of our bodies at all times. Just to be snuffed out without even a second to think about the sum value of your life. It's a constant threat. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a fantastic note to end on. I think so too, man. This was wonderful. Thanks for being okay. our yeah, first guest. Miles, Miles Holt, really everyone. It. Thank um, you guys. Listen, I'm going to make a plug. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think you should offer your guests a chance to plug something. For sure. If you're listening to this podcast <laughs> in the near future... Check out the Tooth's new apocalyptic honky tonk and nuclear gospel record to be named. You'll find it on uh, Bandcamp in the near future. Okay. If you're listening in the distant future, you know, put your gas mask back on and get back <laughs> to digging those mass graves. All right. Thanks All right. a lot, Miles. Thanks a lot. I appreciate Miles. it. Thank you guys. It was informative yeah. and really a pleasure. This was uh, first, last, best, worst. And uh, this is uh, Carl. I'm. Taylor? Yeah. Wait, no, I'm Carl. You're Taylor. Yeah. But that.